0: Welcome back to Hit the Books Paper Review. That's right, we are here on your podcast news feed with a paper review, Mikey, and on YouTube, and on YouTube. And if you don't forget, paper review is our you know paper view review show. We just mashed together the portmanteau of the words. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did,
1: and uh, and it worked out just fine.
0: And yeah, it was. I think was, you're great at portmanteaus, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, we usually leave them on YouTube, but for a special one-time, well, possibly every annually <laughs> fee of uh, uh, paper reviews being on the podcast news feed. So if you're not subscribed on YouTube, I greatly recommend subscribing to YouTube channel so that you can hear more paper reviews for all of WB's upcoming paper reviews. Um, but in the meantime, also, if you're here listening to this paper review for the first time... Why don't you leave a little subscribe on there?
1: Smash that like button. <laughs> hit the subscribe. <laughs> oh <my. laughs>
0: Hold on. Hold on, Mikey. Can we try something? Yes. <laughs> hey, uh... um No, cut this bit. Never mind. <laughs> so the pay-per-view is on your news feed, on your podcast feed. So leave a subscribe there. Go to YouTube and subscribe there for the more pay-per-views. But Mikey, this... Podcasts. if you're new here everyone if you're a new listener here this podcast is not just reviewing wrestlemanias and takeovers mikey
1: so we book an episode of smackdown live every week well not these weeks coming up because we're taking a break but otherwise
0: bad example bad example
1: (laughs) but otherwise every week we book an episode of smackdown live we drafted our own roster we have our own little booking universe and it's really cool you could listen to that on anywhere you can find your podcasts
0: that is correct, Mikey. Every Tuesday since SummerSlam, you and I have since
1: been... SummerSlam. That's
0: eight months ago at this point. That's the summer, guys. <laughs> Very nice callback. <laughs> uh, since SummerSlam, we have been booking every SmackDown Live every Tuesday, writing two hours of SmackDown Live content um, every week. So, if you're interested in fantasy booking, if you're interested in storytelling. Or just interested in and in me being a smart aleck uh, numbers guy, <laughs> and Mikey being the lovable meatball face that he is.
1: That's me. That's what they called me in high school, meatball face.
0: You have that. Uh, you had that was your nickname. Like people would be like, "Hey, meatball face."
1: <laughs> old, old meatball face. That's what they called me
0: <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> back in my day, people only called each other meatball heels. <laughs> That was okay. I'll be honest. That was okay. <laughs> Speaking of okay, not really great transition. These pay per views were pretty good.
1: Yeah. No, I think they were best. Best one of the best takeovers yet, and one of the best WrestleManias yet.
0: <laughs> yes, Takeover New York and WrestleMania Thirty Five. That is what we're reviewing today on pay per view, Mikey. Um, let us start with. Well, I guess I only have one question to start the show off with, Mikey. Yeah. What does Vince McMahon think about WrestleMania and TakeOver?
1: Hold on. (coughs) (laughs) I got to, like, get my voice ready. I I wasn't prepared for this. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody get me a beef (laughs) wrap.
0: Oh, Vince, you senile, geriatric old man. (laughs) Who doesn't know what a burrito is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i i would put money on the fact that he doesn't know what a burrito is
1: that's why he calls the beef wraps
0: oh fair enough um well, let's start mikey with our takeover new york review mikey general thoughts about the show
1: um i thought it was amazing it was so good all around every match put on every match delivered and there was like one there was one thing i had a problem with and the whole show
0: and that was what
1: that was Bianca Belair not winning the title.
0: That's it. Ooh, ooh, very good point. We'll get. We'll talk more about that when we uh, g- talk about that match individually. But yeah, uh, good takeover. I only caught half of it, so. But what I've heard is that it, the first half was amazing, and I also really <laughs> want to watch the matches that I missed. So I really got to catch up. You do. Um, you know, it's just tough this weekend to catch up on literally anything. Uh, Wrestling-wise, because it's literally like Friday is TakeOver, Saturday's G1 Supercard, Sunday's WrestleMania, and then Monday, you and I had to record, but Monday's Raw, Tuesday's SmackDown, Wednesday's NXT again. Two Five Lives is in there somewhere. The
1: wrestling never stops
0: it's just non-stop wrestling and and if you're one of those the wrestling f- will
1: continue until morale improves
0: and and i don't and i'm poor and i don't have the money but if i did have the money and i was one of those wrestling fans that wanted to watch independent wrestling on fight tv or some sort of pay-per-view of all the the week building to friday and saturday there would have been so many more shows to watch and so many more things to tune into it would have been a nightmare in terms of wrestling but it's great i love wrestling it's one of those things that's like a love hate relationship
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah, wrestling is just like, there's just so much to watch, and it's always on. There's
0: just so WrestleMania week is just like it's nonstop. Like if you're if you're not, free, you have to take off work an entire week just to watch WrestleMania weekend.
1: Yeah, it's it's insane.
0: It is insane. Uh, but let us take over the reviews of Takeover New York. That was not great, Mikey. Do not give me any props for that. Pun <laughs> transition. Let's go. Let's go through the matchup. So we open up Takeover New York with War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. Uh, War, Raider, War Raiders, of course, being successful in their title offense. and this being the uh, you know Alistair Black and Ricochet NXT send off. I think it's official. They're officially moving up.
1: Yeah, that that was one of two moments that made me cry.
0: Oh, <laughs> little
1: meatball face. Just. Just, yeah, just seeing, like, them post-match, just, like, Rick- Ricochet broke me. When Ricochet started crying, I broke. Oh, boy. Ricochet could barely keep it together. And then they started bowing, and it was like, ugh. Ugh. I'm so sad. It was all too real. <laughs> I'm so sad because I know they will never do you this good on the main card.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're doing Ricochet and Aleister Black fairly well.
1: Yeah, they're doing fine for now.
0: They did add weird spooky things to Alistair Black's theme music, so that's not a great sign. Did they? Yeah, they did. Interesting. Yeah, rewatch his entrance of WrestleMania and you'll you'll hear something f- not fun. Okay, got it. But yeah, I feel like Aleister Black and Ricochet have been doing a fair, fairly decent job on the main roster so far. Uh, granted, it's just tag team matches against great tag teams. They're holding their own, though. They're holding their own. They're not being lost in the shuffle, which is nice. No sir. Um, what did you think about the matchup itself?
1: Uh it was incredible. It was so so good. Uh I loved every second of that match. Uh the part where Roe uh was gonna punch Alistair Black and he stopped, and then Alistair Black didn't kick him in the head later also. And then they fist bumped and tagged out. That was so good. So good.
0: Ooh, that's, like, that sounds great, the, the so, respect yeah, that is being shown.
1: There was some great chain wrestling happening between Roe and Black, and at the end of it, Ro, like got on top of Black and looked like he was going to punch him, but then he cocked his fist back and stopped. And let Aleister Black get up. And then later, there was a little more chain wrestling, and, and Roe was on his knees, and Aleister Black went to go kick him in the head, but he stopped right on his shoulder, right before his head.
0: Wow, the respect
1: and let him and let him, let him get up and then they stared each other down and Roe put his knuckle out for a fist bump out black fist bump and then they both tagged out and it was Ricochet and um Hansen and it was so good it was that so a, so good I
0: I you know wrestling yeah wrestling always has those moments of like the the stare downs the beat downs you know and always great moments but a moment that like that where it's like utter 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 respect
1: for yeah. another competitor that, it was it was so great to watch honestly
0: and I believe following the match, like, uh, Hanson in a row, the water Raiders, like, put their titles down, like, bowed down.
1: Yeah, they dropped their belts on the floor, and then they bowed to Ricochet and Aleister Black, and it was like, oh, my heart. <laughs> the great respect that <laughs> is oh, being thrown around oh. here at NXT. Just such a good match. Such a good match. So much respect between the, between the two teams, and it was just, it was just really good. Like, sometimes it's nice to see a match where they're not, where they're, it's not like a blood feud, you know? mm-hmm Just yeah two great I agree. teams fighting each other i agree what's your uh meatball rating here
0: because when unlike Meltzer we do not give star ratings we give meatball ratings it's so confusing do not think about it too hard meatball <laughs> rating mikey go
1: meatball rating is probably a five whoa that's gonna be probably the story for a lot of the matches because holy crap
0: holy crap a five out of five meatballs mikey let's move on velveteen dream versus matt riddle and what i heard because i missed this match i'm so mad um what i heard was that this was probably one of like the best matches of the weekend Mm -hmm. based on twitter (laughs) based solely on twitter
1: it was very very good (laughs)
0: Velveteen dreamed defeating and retaining his North American championship against Matt Riddle. Mikey, what did you think about this matchup?
1: Match was insane. They are both insane competitors and both insane in the ring, and they just put on an amazing show. Riddle actually dominated most of the match, which was interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Riddle dominated most of the match, and Velveteen squeaked it out with a roll-up, and that was that was interesting to me.
0: Oh, so they're stealing our Balor McIntyre idea.
1: Yeah, kind of. Uh, In a weird way, yeah, I thought that was interesting uh, that that happened. Uh, but Velveteen Dream came out on top ultimately and ended up keeping his title, which I kind of expected. Uh, Matt Riddle's gonna get there, but just not yet, you know.
0: Do you see? Um, I guess we'll ask that question later. I'll save the question for later. Let's uh, meatball rating. I
1: don't know. It was, it was really good. It's definitely high four. Maybe Ooh. like four point.
0: 4.8? 4.8. Insane number, Mikey.
1: Yeah, like, these, I'm telling you, dude, these matches were great.
0: <laughs> yeah. The ed-
1: pay-per-view was great.
0: <laughs> top down, I guess. I gotta, I got I'm so mad. Okay, I'm gonna continue being angry as we go on to the next match.
1: Every match delivered. I'm gonna keep saying it. It was so good. Pete
0: Dunn defending, or not defending, losing his United Kingdom Championship to Volter, Mikey... I am also very upset about missing this match. I love Volter, I think I remember the moment he got signed, I sent you I, I texted you and you like and you didn't I mean I knew him from Independence, and you didn't really know Volter that much. Um but uh I texted you I was like, Oh man, you gotta check out this dude. Mm-hmm. Sent text you a link of him swatting Zack Saber Junior out of the air.
1: Yeah, that was wild.
0: Um now that you've seen Volter a little bit more, how do you feel about him?
1: He put on a good match. Um I'm used to just I I was I watched him a little bit on NXT UK where he just kind of did some squashes, you know. Yeah. Uh, so seeing him in like a real match against Pete Dunne for like the like for me it was the first time seeing him in like a real actual match. Uh, it was pretty good. He's 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 pretty crazy. Some of the stuff he does is nuts. Like that power bomb off the top rope. He like threw Pete Dunne like halfway across the ring.
0: Yeah, he, the power, the athleticism of Volter is insane to watch. Yeah. um what did you think of the matchup itself yeah uh, Pete Dunn did he how, how did he do
1: oh they put on an amazing show Pete Dunn h- held his own really well and definitely gave Walter a really big challenge and definitely looked it definitely looked like he was he was gonna defend for some like so there was definitely some points where I was like oh my god he's gonna retain you know like mm-hmm. like Walter came, <laughs> Walter kicked out of his finisher the bitter end he kicked out of it The bitter end, yeah. Walter kicked out of the bitter end. That's holy crap. That doesn't happen.
0: No, that does not happen. That is insane. He
1: hit it, and I was like, "All right, over." And then Walter kicked out, and I was like, "Excuse me." (laughs) How did he even hit it? That's such a. He's got to. That's got some.
0: Bring some strength into the equation. Oh yeah, it was crazy.
1: Walter like rebounded off the ropes, and he got a little momentum out of it, and he used it, and it was it was good. It was he the way he hit it like made sense.
0: What was your meatball rating for this matchup, Mikey?
1: like 4.75. It was up there. It was really, really good. I was surprised Pete Dunn lost, though.
0: Ending of a, what, 600-plus day rain. Yeah. One of the longest in the modern era.
1: Wild. Because he, he won it against Tyler Bate and hasn't lost it since. Well, till Saturday. Until Friday, I guess, but.
0: Yeah. Uh, an amazing title reign. I expect big things from Pete Dunne. Let's move on to the Fatal 4 by women's match. Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kairi Sane. Mikey, this is where I've entered TakeOver New York.
1: This match was good. I will say that. This match was good. But I Very think, good match. Very good match. I think Bianca Belair should have won the title.
0: Yeah, they're definitely setting up towards something. I think... I don't know what it is, per se, but uh, they're definitely sitting up to something. I, I I love this match. I thought it was a very good match. You know, lots of back-and-forth action. I love, you know, Bianca getting that, that very, very close finish by doing the, the double finisher mm-hmm. to both Io Shirai and Kairi Sane. Yep. Uh, last takeover, if I'm not mistaken, she got a, a visual pinfall on Shayna Baszler. Yeah, the ref was out, though. And this time around... She gets a double finish, double finisher on Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane, and then what happened? What I'm trying to remember: Shanna Baszler, knock, beat her, like uh, broke up the pin, and then choked
1: her out. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that sounds right.
0: They're definitely setting up for something. I'm not, you know, not entirely, I guess, positive on what that will be, what they'll manifest into. Um, but it's very interesting. Yeah, I, I think I think she's definitely gonna earn it. Uh why do you say she should have gotten this round this time okay. around?
1: So I think she needed it more than anybody in that match. Shayna Baszler we know is dominant. She didn't like we know it, she's won the title twice. I think it's time for her reign to be over. And I don't think she'd get hurt from it because she's still a pretty dominant force. I think Kyrie Sane is due for a call up soon. And I think Io Shirai just got to NXT and still has some time left there before she can win the title.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think out of the four of them, Bianca Belair needed it the most because she's been there for a while. She need, I think she needed this title win to be to push her over the top a little bit because still because now to me it still looks like she's just like, well, you're good, but you can't you can't win the big one, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I think I I just think she, out of all the people she, Bianca needed it the most.
0: It definitely feels like they're setting up to some sort of like you know if the up international shakeup happens you know what how it manifests whatever happens and Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler get both called up. Um, I think they definitely have the potential to set up for a Bianca Belair Io Shirai rivalry. Yeah. Um, they're definitely setting up something like that. Io Shirai being the face, Bianca Belair being the heel. Um, very, very interesting. I, yeah, I, I agree. I if Shayna Baszler lost uh, and Bianca Belair won, Mikey, I, you want to keep that domination you know idea in Shayna Baszler, um, which
1: I think we've established already. You know, like I think even if she lost the title, she's already the first ever two-time women's NXT champion. So. Like, it's there still.
0: I'll ask you this then, Mikey. If Bianca Belair won, would she have pinned um, uh, Shayna Baszler? Or do you think she would have pinned Io Shirai or Kairi Sane?
1: I think she would have pinned Io Shirai or Kairi Sane. I don't think she would have pinned Baszler.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you gotta keep Baszler's, um, you know, (laughs) aggressiveness. You gotta keep her domination. She can't lose the title here.
1: Mm -hmm. She can, but not by being pinned. Yeah.
0: I, honestly, if I were to pick one, Mikey, I would say, you know, pin Kyrie Sane.
1: Pin Kyrie Sane and have her get called up. Like, just do it. like it.
0: has to sort of, like, be the Kyrie Sane person, friend, equivalent thing.
1: Which she could definitely do, clearly. Yeah.
0: I, there's always the Sky Pirates. They can easily do it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good match. I gave it a three out of five. Um, I think it was a good, solid match.
1: Yeah. I'll give it a four. I liked it.
0: Um, Of the two matches I've seen, it was not not as good as the other one, Um, but it was definitely good solid. I think Bianca Belair's eventual champion, uh, I see big things on the horizon for the EST of NXT. I agree. Let's move on to the main event. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship, with Johnny Gargano winning the whole thing. After some Undisputed Era shenanigans, Johnny Gargano overcome it all and was able to pick up the nxt championship mikey a lot of people love this match how did you feel about it
1: i thought that since it was since it wasn't champa i thought i wasn't going to be as emotionally invested into it and throughout the first half of the match i kind of wasn't i thought it was i was like cool adam cole's got a shot but like could have been Champa, and it could have been the end of this giant feud. It could have been the big payoff. True. But as the match went on, I I almost forgot about Champa.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: As the match went on, I just got more and more hooked, and it went from me being like, Wow, I wish Gargano was just beating Champa, you know, like I wish it was the end of this feud to Cargano, you gotta do this. This is you, it's all you. Win the title, come on. They definitely hooked like rehooked me in. And I love Adam Cole. I really, really do. And throughout the first half of the match I was like, Alright, Adam Cole, you gotta win this. Become NXT champion. And then the second half I was like, Cargano, you gotta do it, buddy. <laughs> like I was like, let's do it, Gargano. You, you're gonna you're gonna come out on top today. Let's do, let's go. And all of the false finishes, all of fucking Johnny Two Count. Oh my god, it cooked me in so much. And then when Undisputed Eric came out and he took out all of them, that was the second time I cried that night. When Johnny Gargano tapped out Adam Cole and. I was tearing up and then like he was like they gave him the title I was tearing up and then I like calmed down and then Candice LeRae ran out and hugged Johnny and I cried again
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah it was the end of you know all the, the the culmination of Johnny Gargano I'm not even sure where he goes from 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 here I, I, I don't know. Uh, I I thought Adam Cole did an amazing job. You got to give props to Adam Cole during this match. Selling confidence, selling frustration. Um, he did he did an amazing job. He did an amazing job top down.
1: I love how it ended. I like how Johnny Gargano kicking out of all the finishers didn't make Adam Cole look weak. It just made Johnny look strong. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. That is true.
1: Like. I thought that Johnny Gargano kicking out of the last shot oh, like a million times and and the high-low and all of the other stuff that happened to him was going to make Adam Cole look weak, but I think Adam Cole still still looks good and Johnny Gargano just looks better.
0: Yeah, I think Adam Cole definitely preserves a lot of the momentum he has from this match. Uh, I, like you said, as much as it would have been nice seeing Gargano beat Ciampa to win the gold, it was still nice seeing Gargano win it. You know, I, uh, I, I, I think, I, I, I think you know, as much as Adam Cole would have been nice, I think you know, there's po- more potential for. If we're talking, about, if we're a booking storyline podcast here, Mike, you're looking at it from the storyline perspective. You know, there's. It felt like Gargano was going to win this no matter what. If Champa was there, and maybe with Cole, it made it a little bit more. You know, can he do it?
1: Yeah, it put that doubt in a little more. You know. Yes, 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 yes. It was like, yeah. If the, if it was against Champa, it was like Gargano wins. Yeah, Gargano has like, to win. Like, like, snap. Gargano wins, easy. Um, it, it,
0: and with uh this whole situation that I was building up to, I think you know gargano became a true star there i think he he did a great job uh i i think i think two out of three falls matches are possibly the best match type in the world no flash no flair just classic storytelling um just you know it's the the build-up of getting the first fall and then the other person getting the other fall and then it's all gone to this and we've already at this point we're invested like in other matches you know it takes a little bit maybe to get invested um and this one's like, you know, they're we're building, they're telling the story of, of Adam Cole being uber confident going into this match, then getting the first fall, then he's like, Okay, cool, then he and then Gargano gets the second fall. And Adam Cole being like, Oh crap, uh oh, geez, oh god. And then Gargano just kicking out of every single finisher, the the, the, the total elimination, the last shot, the Panama shot. Um, every single the, the, er-
1: la- the last shot, the, yeah, like it was it it was the the fairy tale ending on the table.
0: It's just beautiful. Uh Match itself, Mikey. What are you gonna give it? A five. Very good. Easy yeah. five. I'm gonna give it a four point five.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. Shut up.
0: <laughs> I am. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Kidding. I think it does deserve a five. I, I I I I honestly feel like
1: for me it was just an easy five. If if a match. Listen. If a match makes me cry, easy five. That's fair.
0: That's fair. I'm mean, i I've seen five star matches, and I think maybe I, I gave this this four out of this four point five out of five, just because I'm not. I was not fully invested in NXT like you have been. Um, mm-hmm. You are. You've entered NXT right at the the rise of Gargano, so that your 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 investment, your return on investment is great. For me, it's like that was a great match. I love that. Yeah, uh, I'm just not as invested, and in and that's my fault. And that's my fault. <laughs> yeah,
1: I entered right as the feud was starting. I think I missed I missed the actual turn, but I saw the first match of Gargano and Champa. You know,
0: let's talk about the ending of that match. Following the match, Tommaso Champa came out and celebrated with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. What are your thoughts about that, Mikey?
1: I thought it was so funny when the crowd started, like, like the crowd, like, shifted, and Johnny just goes, He's behind me, isn't he? That was so good.
0: <laughs> it was very comic booky.
1: <laughs> he was like, it's right behind me, isn't he, right? He's behind me. And he turned around, and it was like... It was really funny. That ch- the way that Champel walked out, he was selling like he was going to beat the crap out of Gargano. And then he was just like, hug time!
0: <laughs> yeah, what did you... What do you think about that ending? The fact that Champa coming out and hugging Gargano—is that something weird to you? Is that is that you know the perfect ending moment? Is it you know somewhat bittersweet? What what do you, what were your feelings about that?
1: No, I think honestly, I think after everything that's happened between them, I think that this was how it was going to end. I think okay, even yeah. if Champa was in that match and Gargano beat Champa. I always thought that Champa and Gargano were going to walk out together, no matter what the result was.
0: I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Uh, I, I think it's sort of that, you know, Mustafa Ali being injured, Kofi Kingston being in this place is that you cannot forget about, like, the what-ifs yeah. of WWE. And that what if what if, if Ciampa wasn't injured, and they were able to do a two out of three falls or whatever insane hellscape of a match that they put on mm. you know what what could have been is that i think you know th- what is that match type there's a match type called like stairway to hell or like three sta- of hell. The
1: three stages of hell
0: three stages of hell match i think it easily been that sort of match and then yeah three they go through the stages of hell and then they walk at the other side and they reunite and hug it out and candace will raise there and they're all hugging out and being friends again
1: because they've gone through all this and like at the end of the day, the real NXT friendship was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah,
0: beautiful moment. I, I, I again, one of the things that could have been better maybe with Champa not being injured, but alas, he is. But we still got an amazing match with Adam Cole. Do you think a couple more questions, Mikey? Um, there are a couple questions of a uh, couple questions and concerns, I guess, of maybe a possible Undisputed Era breakup. Uh, and there were sort of hints of teases of breakupness happening, uh, and maybe thoughts of it happening. What are your thoughts? Is that something you would like to see? Maybe you know, undisputed era versus undisputed era, something like that. What What are your thoughts on that?
1: I don't think it's going to be a full blown breakup. I think they're going to kick somebody out.
0: Ooh, very interesting. Who do you think that person is?
1: Strong, Roderick
0: Strong. Okay, why do you say him?
1: Because during that backstage fight, it wasn't. Or undisputed arguing with each other, it was more Adam Cole yelling at Roger Strong.
0: You don't think uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish will stick with Strong?
1: I don't think because he because he wasn't one of the originals, you know. True. And Roger Strong has also let if you if you've like been if like you've been watching takeovers and stuff, Roger Strong has been like the cause of a lot of miscommunication in the era. Like he like kind of messed like. Sometimes he, like, messes up finishers and hits Core by accident, or he hits Bobby Fish by accident. Like, whenever Roger Strong's in a match, I feel like there's a little bit of miscommunication. And it always ends up being that he almost, he always, like, hits somebody else and causes a finish. And that's what lost in their titles against the War Raiders was, like, kind of them messing up their finisher and Roger Strong hitting Kyle O'Reilly.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: And that didn't happen when it was... Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly.
0: Or Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Or Adam
1: Cole, yeah. The the miscommunications and them hitting each other only seem to happen when Roderick Strong was in the ring. Hmm. So, I think it's kind of long-term booking, and I think if there, if anything's going to happen, Undisputed Era is going to stay strong, and well. they're going to kick Roderick out. <laughs> well,
0: hold on. Undisputed Era will not stay—they well, won't stay strong— God damn it. <laughs> uh, they'll, I guess, at least keep, 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 kick him out. defeated
1: Era is going to stay together and kick out Roger Strong. Okay. I think we're going and- to go back to the original three of them.
0: Final question about NXT TakeOver New York, Mikey. Um, you cannot watch a TakeOver, especially on WrestleMania weekend, and and leave thinking about who may or may not be called up. We have Monday Night Raw on Monday, with SmackDown Live on Tuesday. This mm-hmm. episode's coming out on Tuesday, so we'll already know who's who's been called up on Monday. And we got the shakeup, international shakeup around the corner. Whatever that's gonna be, I hope we get some rules about what's happening there. Mm-hmm. What do you? Where do you think any of these people in any of these matches? What do you think the call up's gonna look like? <sighs> I mean, be obviously, Aleister Black and Ricochet.
1: Yeah, Black and Ricochet. Um, I think Kyrie Sane is due for one. Mm-hmm. Um maybe they'll finally start using Lacey Evans, but I have a lot to say about that later. Um, maybe a Lacey Evans Kyrie Sane feud. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who else?
0: I think Pete Dunne. I think if yeah, not no, a call, Pete Dunne. Up, Pete Dunne if not a, it's if not a call up, definitely is part of that international shakeup again. Whatever that means.
1: Yeah, Pete Dunne sounds like he's going to be there because why else would he drop that title after that long? And I think he's ready. You know, we all know he can put on an amazing show and he's good and he's good on the mic. He's just he's just good.
0: Yeah, he's ready. He is ready and he got a huge pop at Royal Rumble. Uh, I think he's ready. Uh, I just, agree. You know, it depends, I guess, what happens at International Shakeup or Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. Where would you like to see Pete Dunne? I feel like Monday Night Raw makes the most sense for him.
1: Yeah. You'll probably go to you'll probably go to Raw. As much as I want to see him on SmackDown, because they'll probably treat him better there, he'd probably go to Raw.
0: I'll ask the same question about Kyrie Sane, Alistair Black and Ricochet, Mikey. Where do you, what brand do you see them at?
1: I see Alistair Black and Ricochet on SmackDown.
0: Interesting, interesting.
1: I think uh, they could be really good there.
0: I see Aleister Black on SmackDown, whereas I see Ricochet on
1: Raw. That makes sense. I, I see I see the logic there. I think they're gonna keep them together though, no matter what happens.
0: Um, Kyrie Sane,
1: um, probably SmackDown.
0: Yeah, I was like what needs it? I was like, what? Where should Kyrie Sane go? Kyrie Sane just feels like a SmackDown to me. It's like a SmackDown talent. Yeah, I can see that. I would like Kyrie Sane on SmackDown. I think that I think she would do better. But uh, alas, though, I mean, again, we have the shakeup around the corner. So who the hell knows? Everything could be switched around. On Raw, we got Ember Moon. Um, on SmackDown, we got Asuka. Uh, all of those matches will be great
1: Ember Moon is back and nobody said anything about it
0: <laughs> we'll get to that I guess we start talking about the a little bit of the kickoff um, but we'll do that I guess Mikey about time to take a quick little break and when we come back we will review Wrestlemania 35 Mikey mm-hmm. let us take a break And we are back. We are here, Ryan and Mikey. We are here reviewing, paper reviewing, Wrestlemania 35. If you're just joining us, I don't know how you're doing that. This is not a radio show. Uh, But thank you for joining us in the meantime. Mikey, Wrestlemania 35, coming out of New York City. What were your thoughts overall about
1: the whole show? It was good. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it.
0: A lot of people calling this the one of the best WrestleManias ever.
1: I will definitely agree with that. It's a very feel-good WrestleMania.
0: The takeaway from WrestleMania 35 is that, like, literally all of the fan favorites, I felt like won. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. (laughs) And we'll definitely go through it as we talk about it. But real quickly, Mikey, let's talk about the kickoff show, where there was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, with the eventual winner being Braun Strowman. The Women's Battle Royal, with the winner being Carmella. Uh, Hawkins Ryder defeating The Revival to win the Raw Tag Team Championships. And Tony Neese defeating Buddy Murphy to win the Cruiserweight Championship. Mikey, we won't go individually on the matches, but we're sort of broad strokes. What did you think about the kickoff show and the matches within?
1: Um, It was fine. I didn't really get to watch the kickoff that much because I was like cooking and stuff. But what I did see was fine.
0: Good on Tony Nese. A solid hometown pop for Tony Nese.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. I didn't think Buddy Murphy was going to lose. Did not...
0: No, that was a surprise. That was honestly a surprise for Tony Nese picking up the win. Yeah. Maybe that means a Buddy Murphy call-up. Who knows? Or moving around. Who that knows? That would
1: be cool. I'll take it.
0: But they do need a... They do need a bastard heel there. Well, they don't have a
1: bastard Buddy name. Murphy, Samoa Joe, United States title feud, win.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, I... The... Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was a wash for me.
1: Yeah, that was, it was kind of horrendous.
0: Yeah, I, honestly, I would have preferred uh, uh, Ali, a returning Harper was great. Um, You know, Braun Strowman and the Colin Joseph Michael Shea thing, I'm not, I was not a huge fan of.
1: At least they got the garbage out in the beginning.
0: Yeah, I would have loved if they did that at the beginning, you know, if they all handled it, if everyone stepped out.
1: Yeah, at least they didn't like save that for the main card. (laughs) Yeah, uh,
0: I do think it's worth noting. uh, Two years in a row, Braun Strowman last year winning the Raw Tag Team Championships with Nicholas.
1: Why is Braun Strowman becoming like the joke of wrestling? Like, why throughout the rest of the year they book him as like this vicious monster who just destroys everything? But then when WrestleMania comes around, it's like, look at this big lovable idiot. Like, (laughs) like what? (laughs) What are we doing?
0: I'm not a fan of Braun Strowman character anymore i like it and even then like braun Strowman has the uh, braun Strowman is an insanely weird character because you're right at wrestlemania he's in these weird feuds with with nickel or, or teaming up with nicholas or or fighting against weekend update uh SNL writers.
1: But, like, the rest of the year, he's, like, flipping ambulances, smashing ladders with his bare hands.
0: Even then, even then, he's he's flipping matches, and flipping matches, flipping ambulances and, and running rough shop on people. Even then, Mikey, whenever he got to the king of the hill, whenever he got to the king of the mountain, Brock Lenser, he would lose. He would never win the big, he's never won the big one. Yeah. So he's, like, in this weird space of, like, he's never able to be the most dominating force on the division because brock is that and he can't beat brock for whatever reason and win the universal championship and so he can't kick out he
1: can't kick out of one f5
0: yeah so he's capped at the very top and on the bottom he's messing around with colin jose michael shea and nicholas
1: it yeah braun Strowman's weird i don't know what's going on there
0: yeah it's not a great character i think he's all messed up i they had him good run on the first year, and I think they sort of ruined him. I think they dropped the ball. Yep. Um, uh, uh, women, Women's Battle Royal, Carmella getting a nice win there. Also a hometown victory there.
1: Should have been Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans wasn't even in the match. She wasn't even in the match, which is very surprising. I had no idea what they're doing with Lacey Evans anymore. That was unbelievable bullshit. I thought they were at least going to put her in the ma- I thought she was at least going to win the Battle Royal, honestly. After all this walking around, I thought they were finally going to – I thought they were finally going to be like, here's your little rub. But no. They gave it to Carmella because they wanted the hometown pop. (laughs)
0: Uh, No idea what they're going to do with
1: Lacey Evans anymore. Um... Also, they were just like, yeah, look at WrestleMania in New York. You're in New Jersey, guys, by the way. You're not in New York. Stop saying you're in, like, New York City. It's bullshit. You're lying. You're in New Jersey. (laughs) That's where the stadium is. So shut up.
0: Yeah, but it's a better thing to say WrestleMania at New York than New Jersey.
1: I get it. New York is way more dramatic, and it's like we're in New York City or something like that. But it's like they don't even they didn't even mention New Jersey. They were just like we're right, we're right outside of New York, right in New York, right by New York. It's like at least like what say New Jersey? Come on.
0: Yeah, they uh, really bury New Jersey and anyone yeah, that lives there. They
1: did. They buried my home state very hard. <laughs>
0: Um, let's talk about Hawkins and Ryder and Revival. Hawkins, and Ryder getting the victory there. The streak is over. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. Hell yeah, Ryder. Hell yeah, Hawkins. I wasn't. Ex- I didn't expect I was going to be excited, but then as soon as he got that roll up and won, I I popped.
0: I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Hawkins getting that, breaking his undefeated streak and winning, and him getting the victory is perfect. Uh, I'm happy. I, I think we got a, a feud with Revival, and Hawkins and Ryder bu- building.
1: Hopefully it could be good too.
0: Yeah, I think I think they could put him on the stop anyway. I think Revival can maybe pull out some like even like like you know Hawkins and Ryder aren't the greatest wrestlers, but I think that I think Revival can help pull out the greatness within both of them.
1: Mm-hmm. You know that I hope I just hope it doesn't go like the last time Zack Ryder won a title at Mania where he lost it the next night. Yeah, I guess we'll find out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also quick pit stop EC3 one of the first 5 people eliminated in the men's battle royal.
1: That was ridiculous cuz I thought he was I thought he was going to be either one of the last couple or he was going to win.
0: I hope this I hope this international shakeup is what I think it is which is like people from the main roster going to NXT and NXT UK and like we're all swapping all over the place. Yeah. EC3 go back down. Go go back down to NXT please. Go back down to Florida please. It's
1: not even his fault. That's the thing. Like, he could be really good. Same thing with Lacey Evans, but they just, they're like, they call up these talents, and then they're just like, all right, now sit in the back and catering. Like, why did you call them up then? (sighs) For the, for the. Like, if you're just going to have them be jobbers anyway and have Lacey Evans just walk around every pay-per-view for no reason, why even call them up?
0: That's, that's fair enough.
1: Like, if you didn't have anything for them, don't bring them up yet. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Let's go.
0: Let's start talking about WrestleMania 35, the main card, the proper show, Mikey. Ignoring the crappy start, ignoring the 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 goddess and the racist opening. Um. Let's uh, go into. We're starting hey. off with a bang. Brock Lenzer, Seth Rollins. Not expecting this match the early fact or that opening. That match
1: opened was insane. <laughs>
0: yeah uh craziness we start off with this wrestlemania what a way to start wrestlemania high I guess energy Brock didn't want to sit around
1: for five hours to lose his title
0: of course he's got it he like paul heyman said he has a jet to hit yeah uh but what a way to start high energy high impact literal brack back breaking maneuvers with seth rollins oh yeah hopefully he can stay healthy enough to defend his title he's his newly acquired universal championship
1: he got to swing it around his head <laughs>
0: The swing, the swing is there. I love it. I love it.
1: I was expecting a better match, though. I will admit. I like how
0: Brock has sort of become this new Goldberg,
1: where he, where where his matches are just finisher spots. Yeah,
0: uh, you know, for instance, I did some research, Mikey. For instance, at WrestleMania 29, you might remember that as such. Yep. Uh, where Triple H defeated Brock Lenzer, that match was 23 minutes and 58 seconds long. It was a slugfest. Now, Brock matches are minutes long. which yep. I don't like that, though. If you think about it storyline-wise, is that Brock had to literally pick up the speed to beat Goldberg at WrestleMania 33, which was a match that happened under five minutes.
1: Because it was just both of them just spamming finishers.
0: But yeah, it's like... But storyline-wise, Brock had to learn how to beat someone really quickly.
1: I saw a very good... Uh... A very good thing on like it was like a reddit comment and it was like brock is like the final boss fight you survive the opening attack like survive the opening attacks find the weak point spam your strongest moves
0: yeah he's uh he's mike tyson and punch out
1: literally uh... like seth rollins survived the attack found the weak point his nuts and then spammed, <laughs> and, and then spammed his
0: finishing move i guess that's true uh i thought this was a great match i thought well i thought it was a good match i mean it was sort of a it was a quick one but uh in terms of a brock goldberg sort
1: of style match i thought it was good Uh, i I think, think i think with seth rollins i think they should have gone long i think they should have had an actual match because we know brock can hold his own in matches like that we saw with finn Balor, they had like a real match and it was good you know and with seth rollins it could have been very good because it's seth rollins and we know brock can work when he wants to so, yeah, I
0: think part of that may be that uh, you know there's rumors going around all all, all over the time uh, of uh, Seth Rollins having a bad back, and I think that you know, you know he targeted the back. Everyone knows that he has a bad back, su- so he targeted the back. Suplex
1: City, yeah,
0: Suplex City. What was it, three or four times? I think it was four. Um, you know, uh, uh, uh but make it a quick match. You know, Seth Rollins. Can do what he has to do, but you know, three curb stomps later, he ends up picking. Uh, he's the king slayer. He's the beast slayer, Mikey. Now all we need now is the Phenom Slayer, and I'm ha- and I leave home happy. <laughs> uh, what was your meatball rating here?
1: Oh, uh, look like at three. Like cool, Ooh. Seth Rollins won. Cool, he beat Brock Lesnar, but the match was a little disappointing. I was expecting more out of them.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'll give a, a solid gentleman three there. Uh, like you're right, uh, Finn Balor was a better match. Uh, Daniel Bryan was a better match, though they were even longer. But I think this match served its purpose and put started the night on a high note.
1: I do like I do like that it kind of pushes the fact that he did, like he did slay the beast. Like he like he came, and when the match actually got going, sure he took a couple suplexes, but then like at the end he ended up like just destroying Brock with like three stomps. You know. Yeah. I would
0: say, you know, honestly, this is where to say it. I think this Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar was probably, for me, the worst match of the night. And it was a good match. Yeah. It, like in terms of like all the other matches that happened, it, it was a solid WrestleMania top down. But like this is the worst match of the night and it's still a great match. Yeah, I agree with that. So we're, we'll move on. Styles, Orton, AJ Styles picking up the victory against Randy Orton here. Uh, I gave it a three point five. Uh, I thought it was a solid match. I thought it was better than the last, the previous one. Uh, do, I thought do, it was good. I thought it was solid.
1: Hey, hey, do Jerry Law, do Jerry Lawler and Orton have history at all?
0: Uh, I don't know. Actually, I, I I feel like I've heard somewhere that they do. You know, I, I think like, I feel like you know Jerry Lawler knows his father. He knows his grandfather. <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel, feel like, like I feel it,
1: like maybe Jerry Lawler might have pushed that a little too much last night. <laughs> Yeah, they're
0: really... They're doing a lot of weird pops and spots with guest commentators at WrestleMania.
1: Also, I don't like Jerry Lawler that much.
0: Nope. He's not <laughs> that great. He's not that great on commentary, especially when he just keeps talking about how he's he knows Orton, he knows his dad, his dad doesn't like Orton, whatever the crap.
1: Like, I used to get excited for him, but I guess I was just nostalgia because it was like, wow, he was the announcer when I would watch when I was a kid, you know? But, like, now that I actually listen to him, didn't really want him around
0: (laughs) um i thought he did a as annoying as he was i think you know he sold that um that rko and kick out that happened in the middle of the match yeah it was like i think it was the first rko and aj styles kicked out the very near fall and i think Lawler sold that there was a lot of those
1: last night there was a lot of those falls where it was like literally as close as it can get before being three and it was very suspect it was very stressful
0: I thought the phenomenal forearm to the outside was beautiful, picturesque. Gorgeous. I also miss the styles clash. I very much miss it. As much as the phenomenal forearm is, you know, nice looking. Um, you know, styles clash is unique and I, as dangerous, I guess, as it could be, I, I sort of missed the move.
1: Yeah, I don't like that he uses the phenomenal forearm as a finisher now. hmm I just want I want that styles clash.
0: Yeah. I agree. I thought it was a really, really good match. Nothing flashy here. You know, just a solid, solid match here.
1: Is he just not allowed to use it anymore? Is that what happened? Uh,
0: I don't... I mean, obviously, I don't know what's happening backstage. I What I've heard is that, you know, it was banned for several years. Then Chris Jericho helped uh, convince Mc, Vince McMahon to bring it back. Um, then it was back for a very long time. And then it sort of, sort of disappeared again. I'm not entirely positive why it disappeared, you know there was sort of that whole James Ellsworth thing where you know he almost broke Ellsworth's neck, but that was sort of Ellsworth's fault AJ Styles saved him there
1: yeah that was that was on that was not on a j though that's the thing recently, I haven't seen anybody get hurt with it no i don't I don't remember the
0: last time I've seen like, it besides
1: though. besides besides Ellsworth almost breaking his neck, otherwise it was like they all they all turned out fine
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like the last time I saw Styles class was him doing it on like the Sing Brothers or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like there is for the Styles clash, there's some sort of height and weight requirement. Like it's on like it's weird like a weird, really weird roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but yeah, what was your meatball rating on this matchup, Mikey?
1: Like a three. It was also just fine.
0: Okay. Let's move on to the tag match. The Usos versus the Bar versus Nakamura and Rusev versus Ricochet and Black. Great match, amazing match. Tag team, bonkers, insane action.
1: This match was very good. That was great.
0: I thought it was a great match for me.
1: This is this is when all of the non wrestling fans that were at the WrestleMania party just for the food last night. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all the non wrestling fans who were at the party. This is where they got really infested because they saw Ricochet doing clippy shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's weird uh, as wrestling fans. Like, it's very interesting. Like the timeline of love that a wrestling fan creates. You that as much as people shit, as much as people talk down to like the flippy shit to ricochets, the Will Ospreys, the flip Gordons, you know, the, the people that just flip around and and do these high spot, crazy maneuvers as much as like the old school wrestlers or old school fans crap on that sort of stuff. The flippy stuff is what brings in the new younger audience. Yeah. Uh, and I also like to see is that as I've aged, I've, i still appreciate and love a lot of that fluppy stuff but i've gotten sort of moved away from that and gotten interested in more of the technical side of wrestling you know daniel bryans the uh, zach saber juniors i've been more invested in the technical side i guess and sort of like that the transition is very interesting and eventually i'll become an old um geriatric where i'm just going to be crapping all over ricochet about why that's not realistic that's that's where's my beef beef meal? What is it? What's the phrase? Where's my beef wrap? There it is. There it is. Uh, where's my beef beef beefy boy? So, somebody
1: give me a beef wrap.
0: Yeah, uh, I thought it was good. I, he, Ricochet and Black were phenomenal in this match. I think you know they deserve it. They deserve being on the main roster, and they help bring in the new stars. Yeah. I gave this matchup a three point seven out of
1: five meatballs. I'll give it that four just because of how it drew everybody in. Like, everyone who wasn't even wrestling fans were, like, just so into it because they were just like, wow, Ricochet's insane. Wow. Alistair Black's entrance was so cool. He's metal as hell. You know? Like, they were, like, just the little things that, like, brought people in. It's really funny.
0: Yeah.
1: I I love it. It's like how we look at them. It's like, yeah, Alistair Black's a great striker, and he's really good at wrestling, and Ricochet's a good high flyer. They're like, wow, that was a cool flip. Whoa, he's metal as hell. Like, it's really it's really interesting to see, like, the dynamic between, like, the wrestling fans and the non-wrestling fans. Mhm. So it was cool watching WrestleMania with a bunch of people who've never like watched wrestling before.
0: Yeah, that's my favorite part about Ro- I I wish I was there at your WrestleMania party, but alas I couldn't make it. But I love watching wrestling with new people. Mhm. It's one of my favorite pastimes, quite honestly.
1: Yeah, it's really it was it was it was really fun.
0: Let's move on to the next matchup, which was Shane versus The Miz, Falls Count Anywhere match where Shane McMahon Ended up picking up the victory here in a surprising fashion.
1: This match was actually kind of nutty. <laughs> it went pretty hard, and I wasn't expecting it.
0: I was, it was not as... Not really not what I expected, but it was a great match. All I got to say, Mikey, is plug that superplex wide shot into my veins. Oh, so, so good. Right when they go for that superplex and they cut to the wide, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. That match... Yep. Oh my god, that shot was great.
1: That that that's a very rare thing to hear.
0: <laughs> that the cinematography was great.
1: Yeah, that the shot was good.
0: Um, the shot was good. The match was great. It was a great brawl match. You know, is you know Shane McMahon has a lot of brawls. You know, a lot of stuff like that. But it's interesting seeing the Miz in something like that.
1: Yeah, the Miz. I like how the Miz was just fueled by rage that entire match and was just beating the crap out of Shane. Yes, rage, vengeance, revenge. Literally just beating Shane's ass up and down the arena. Very
0: interesting finish. Uh, Having the Miz, you know, having that rage and vengeance, revenge, fuel the Miz into superplexing Shane off the scaffolding.
1: He could have just threw him off of that thing.
0: He could, but the revenge, the vengeance was there. Uh, And he's, I guess, not that smart, because you're right, he could have thrown him off himself, but then he'd have to climb down and pin him or all that stuff. He was just blinded by vengeance and revenge, um, you know, but but that, you know, being blind caused Shane's body to naturally be on top of the Miz after the fact, and one, two, three, Shane McMahon wins. Yep. I thought it was a great idea, great execution of the match. Uh, I think it served its purpose and was very fun. I agree. It was a fun watch. Very fun watch.
1: Yeah, I love False Cut kind of Anywhere matches.
0: Hmm. I gave this a three point seven five out of five meatballs. I agree
1: with that. I'm. I can stick with that.
0: Uh, then let's move on to the women's tag match, which consisted of the Boston Hug Connection, Beth Phoenix, the Divas of Doom, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, uh, the Iconics, and Nia Jax and Tamina. With the Iconics picking up to you and I, Mikey, and probably a lot of people, a surprise victory.
1: I I think me and you both wanted them to win, but we both expected them not to. We both expected uh, the the retention.
0: Very correct, sir.
1: But I am now very glad that the SmackDown Live, uh, not the, the women's tag titles are. What what are they, Mikey? I'm asking you, Ryan. That's why I I was waiting for you to respond.
0: Oh, um, uh, oh, what are they? What are the women's tag titles? Uh, what's the word? What's the... Phenom- no, not phenomenal. Uh, not, ph- not phenomenal. Uh, starts with an I. Incredible? No. No, it's not it either. Vince, do you know what it is? Iconic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks, Vince. Oh, my God. Uh, great. I, I Just give me that pose, dude. Give me the iconic pose with the tag titles around their uh. waist.
1: Yes, give me that. Give me that. Put that shit directly into my veins.
0: <laughs> Plug that into my veins. Uh, I would love if this means Beth Phoenix stays around for a little bit. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I think her role in this match was great. Of course, it was a fatal four way, so you know Beth Phoenix is able to hide, you know, some of her stuff. You know, some of her ring rust, maybe a I little mean, bit. I mean,
1: clearly she could still kind of go. I don't think she looked that bad. She
0: was able to go. It was like a Mickie like, James She looked pretty type. good, I think. <laughs> It was she was perfect. I, I, you know, she could have easily, she could easily stay around and you know wrestle for a little bit longer if she wanted to. Because I thought she was just straight up great in this match. I thought she did a great job.
1: I thought she, 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 she did great. It was good. Her entry. Oh my god, her entrance, uh, Titantron, incredible, beautiful, so good.
0: Um, and then of course, uh, the iconics winning it in the perfect, uh, sorry, the most iconic way. Uh, stealing the pinfall from Beth,
1: yeah, that was that was pretty that was very heel, and very very smart on the part of WWE for that. Yeah, that they that they snuck out that victory.
0: Yeah, and a surprisingly Billy K getting the pinfall, which is also weird to me. Hey, uh, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Iconics pick up the victory. I gave this match a three point five. Mikey, what did you give it? I gave it a three point five as well. Perfect. Iconic, even iconic. Let's move on to the WWE Championship match between Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston.
1: Kofi mania baby.
0: Kofi mania was the only sort of mania that was running wild at this WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, the only good mania, the only good something running wild.
0: Was, this was like a near perfect match, Mikey?
1: I am in 100% agreement. <laughs> I I there was a little
0: bit of, you know, mess ups here and there, you know, tiny tiny things. But pretty much near perfect match you know uh I, the story of being, being that was told with in this match is that you know brian's always stopping kofi at every signature move attempt you know he goes for the trouble in paradise goes for the sns sos and daniel Bryan stops him at every way he you know he runs out of the ring to to get a breather he you know he's able to out wrestle outmaneuver kofi kingston at every finishing move attempt but both kofi kingston both the new day both the fans all kept going kept pushing kept believing and kofi kingston pulled out the victory i literally cannot believe it what a great moment mikey
1: i popped so hard when he had that trouble in paradise and it was a it was a three count oh so many emotions it was so perfect the new day Kofi's kids coming to the ring just everything about it was so good. The new, Xavier literally not being able to like stop crying.
0: Also, what a proud dad moment for your kids being able to sell merch and you know advertise it and throw it out <laughs> they, like what a proud dad their, moment They put their
1: dad over so they put their dad over so hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, a great moment. Uh, and, and then unveiling, unveiling, you know, a new, well, I guess, kind of new uh, WWE championship belt. The, f- the black strap is back.
1: Yeah, the original is back, uh, and it had Kofi side plates already, so it was perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was uh, watching with my girlfriend, and she was, she was like, "But how would they know? Like, it already says Kofi. How do they know he was going to win it?" I said, "Jesse, ignore that.
1: <laughs> it's, called, it's called following the script."
0: Like, just ignore that part. We're moving on. We're all excited and happy.
1: Can we talk about how it's clearly scripted, and yet they still made Daniel Bryan winning shirts?
0: That was weird. It was very Super Bowl-esque.
1: I was like, like, it was a Super Bowl, right? Because that, that actually, you don't know. Duh. Because that's, like, not scripted at all. But, like, WWE being scripted, you didn't need to make those shirts. Nobody's going to buy those shirts. Everyone knew it.
0: I saw a thing that was online on Twitter. I believe Ryan Satin of the, what was he? Uh, pro wrestling sheet tweeted out that the WWE shop before WrestleMania started, WWE shop was advertising a, a new day, the Kofi Kingston. It's a new champ. Yes, it is. T-shirt.
1: Oh, before the match started.
0: Yeah. So I wonder
1: maybe they did it to cover it up.
0: Yeah, I I wonder if they, like, made those shirts and be like, oh, we also made, but we made both shirts, and you could get these
1: as well. So you don't know who's going to win.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they made it posthumorously, just so they'd be like, oh, yeah, you didn't, we didn't even know, you know, like, you know, sort of preserve the kayfabe a bit.
1: Yeah, to be fair, those those Daniel Bryan shirts did look kind of half-ass.
0: I mean, yeah, they're on the B-Day, of course they're half-ass
1: the b the b day the b sorry the b team the b team
0: oh god i really hope we don't draft them in our shakeup coming up mikey
1: <laughs> but b team b team go go go
0: b team b team no 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 <laughs> uh great match i gave this a 4.75 out of 5
1: i gave it a 4.8 Ooh, 4.8 uh yeah a
0: near perfect match i thought it was great um yep. let's move on samoa joe versus Rey mysterio Rey mysterio repping that Spider-Man Mysterio Jake Gyllenhaal reference.
1: This confused a lot of people because I was like, oh, look, he's Mysterio. And it's like, yeah, it's Ray Mysterio. And I was like, no, he's literally Mysterio. Like, <laughs> Keep up,
0: dudes. He knows comic like, no, books. Look,
1: like he's Spider-Man Mysterio. Like that's his costume.
0: He's Jake Gyllenhaal, my friends. Um, what do you think? This match ended up being a squash, you know, ended up being like a minute or two long. What do you think of this matchup, Mikey?
1: I thought it was the perfect place for a squash match <laughs> complete agreement complete agreement i thought samoa joe crushing Rey mysterio was very good and the right decision as much as i hate to say as much as i hate to say see Rey mysterio get squashed i thought it was the right choice
0: i think you know it, Rey mysterio is a legend so this doesn't really affect him all too much
1: exactly but it just puts samoa joe over more yeah and, it, and
0: it also it's a squash that makes sense i mean if you think about it samoa joe won it by beating three other people one of those people was Rey mysterio he could easily take on Rey Mysterio one-on-one. No problem no problem whatsoever. Yep. Uh, and yeah, we have a million matches on this card. If any match was going to be a squash match, I would have preferred it to be this one. I agree. I think if one match had to be it, I, this was the match. You know, no ratings here because it was a squash. Not much match to rate. But I think, you know, good good spot. Samojo wins, moves on. Who's the next defender? What happens? Maybe he goes to Raw. Maybe uh, Finn Balor goes to SmackDown. Uh who knows. Uh let's see what happens, I guess.
1: Yep. Very excited.
0: Let's move on to Roman Reigns, his WrestleMania return. Well, I guess not a return. He's back. He's he's wrestling one on I think I think they advertised that this is was his first one-on-one match since coming back from uh cancer.
1: Yeah, cuz the only other match he's had since coming back was the shield match.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, Mikey. I don't have a rating because I stepped out of the room to deal something um, during the match. But uh, really, the result wasn't too surprising. No, I figured Roman Reigns was going to win. Um, I would have preferred McIntyre to get the win. You know, we talked about this. You know, previous. I'm not sure if it was in the show or not. You know, I would have preferred maybe McIntyre getting the win here to you know get some heat back. You know, that would have meant you know him getting if McIntyre would have won though they would have gotten some heat on McIntyre but it probably could have been bad heat maybe at the same time that would have meant we got McIntyre Roman for at least another month
1: yeah I'm not really surprised I'm still not really surprised Roman won though I figured they were they weren't gonna make him lose to Especially at WrestleMania, especially after everything that's happened.
0: Which makes me upset about uh, Drew McIntyre's spot. Yeah. I think I remember talking to you. I think I would have preferred McIntyre and Corbin being swapped and this yep. being Baron Corbin instead. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, You know, this... I feel bad for Drew McIntyre. I think, you know, he was on a domination streak and now, you know, he's losing shield matches. He's losing this match. I'm not sure what we go from here. I think, you know, I... I think our McIntyre is a million times better, a million times scarier than WWE's current version. But uh, hey, plug—that's a plug for our show. Listen to hit the books every Tuesday. <laughs> Listen our version of the Hunter, Drew McIntyre, the 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 Trophy Hunter,
1: the Head Hunter. Oh yeah,
0: he's a badass. He is a goddamn badass, and I really hope our shakeup—we do not lose him. I agree. Do you have a rating for this matchup, Mikey? Roman McIntyre?
1: Yeah, like a three. It was yeah. a basic Roman match he gets beat he gets beat up it was he it's like it's like old john cena right like he just gets beat up the whole match does five moves and wins
0: speaking of old john cena i'll take a quick detour mikey and talk about elias Thugonomics john cena
1: elias playing with himself was very funny
0: hold on what was that sentence again let me get that as a soundbite
1: elias playing with himself was very funny <laughs> now i'm just gonna cut out
0: that middle section and post that all over the internet <laughs>
1: it was it was it was pretty hilarious that was a really good spot i thought that the bit was hilarious i i laughed really hard
0: and then of course we got the doctor thugonomics john cena a very 2004 old gimmick john cena returns what'd you think about that mikey
1: we were when that babe ruth thing started playing we were very confused yes and then the music hit and we were like what excuse <laughs> I was sitting here like what is happening and then word life started playing and I was like what
0: <laughs> that entire that entire moment was just like what is happening I liked it though you know what I didn't like about it Mikey what that graphic for Thuganomics John Cena oh so
1: rough it was garbage <laughs> so rough
0: it was, it was so bad it was such a bad graphic so bad um but yeah, solid moment. Let's move on. Triple H Batista, no holds bar match. Triple H getting the victory here with the help of Ric Flair. Yeah. And I think they teased that well of Shawn Michaels probably getting in there instead, but instead we got Rick Flair coming back.
1: Yeah, we got Rick Flair surprising the crowd, giving him giving Triple H second sledgehammer that we saw way earlier.
0: <laughs> True.
1: It was, yeah. it was it was it was checkoff sledgehammer. You set up a sledgehammer in act one. You got to use it in act three.
0: I thought this was an all-around solid match. You know, brutal spots, gross spots, all the story <sighs> beats you wanted. I had to
1: turn away when he ripped up with his nose ring.
0: Yeah, Randy Orton's going to be happy of that footage later tonight. Mm, yeah, play it again. <laughs> that shot of the Superman sledgehammer hit at the end there—beautiful. Gorgeous. Video package worthy. Gore, Uh I mean, honestly, another match that I didn't have much to say. Like, it was just truly satisfying of a match. You know, Batista is exactly the kind of part-timer wrestler I love and that should be. You know, he trains immensely, and then he pulls off an amazing match. You know, he, he goes. He can still go, and honestly, it was well-received by the fans in the back office. I would love to see a part two... But alas, we aren't getting one because today, uh, Monday, we are recording, Mikey. uh, Batista has officially announced that he is retiring from sports entertainment, from professional wrestling.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. That was kind of surprising, but also good for you, Batista.
0: Yes. uh, I would love to see. I think this means Batista in the Hall of Fame next year.
1: Yep. I think so. Uh,
0: I would love to see that happen. Uh, great. I honestly, it was was such a satisfying match. You know, there's so many different spots. It was such a different sort of Triple H match as well.
1: Yep. It was, yeah, it was, it was very different. Uh, I liked it a lot though.
0: It was Great. I agree. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. I I love this match. I thought it was just a great match. I agree.
1: And also Batista theme music, the best. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, Batista, Batista versus Ropes 2K19. (laughs)
0: <laughs> batista versus ropes the mini game i never thought i would play <laughs> it, it, it was like one of those quick time events where like you see triangle on the screen and then you miss it and you trip over the ropes yep oh my god great great moment great meme bringing out the memes yet again batista <laughs> kurt angle versus baron corbin um angles retirement match mikey i thought this was a good match wasn't too shab. Um, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was fine. You know, Corbin winning is a bold move. Like I said, would have loved it for it to be McIntyre instead. But hey, what you gonna do? Uh, the end of days is coming for you, Kurt Angle.
1: Yep. That was, I don't know if I liked him losing, but also, I get it.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, you, it makes sense, I guess. It's sort of bittersweet. I think it could have been more of a moment, yeah. Um, if it was someone else.
1: I just thought it was really funny how how easily Kurt Angle brushed it off. <laughs> he, like, got Pid lost and got up and was like, all right, bye, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. if it wasn't, you know, it, there's rumors going around that Kurt Angle, this was not the opponent Kurt Angle was hoping for. Yeah. Um, you know, so... I feel like if it was someone he would have preferred, like a John Cena, like a Chad Gable, like a Shelton Benjamin, like any of the other people, Ray Mysterio, any of the people he met along the way, um, if it was anyone else, I think the match could have been better. But I think it was fine. You know, gentlemen's three.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Gentlemen's three.
0: The The gentlemen's three. Um, Let's move on. Bobby Lashley versus the demon Finn Balor, Mikey. What did you think about this matchup?
1: It was good. It wasn't a squash, which was, it, it wasn't like a straight up squash. It made Bobby Lashley look kind of strong for holding his own against the demon for a little while. But also the demon just ended up coming out on top. It was a short, it was short and it was hard hitting.
0: Aggressive as hell. That spear to the outside was death.
1: Yeah, that was scary as heck.
0: That powerbomb into the coup de gras was even more terrifying.
1: That was very good. The fact that Finn Balor got up Bobby Lashley, solid.
0: Yeah, I I think this is a, a good moment for the Demon. I think the Demon needs more moments, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I thought this was a solid match. I you know it was a good, short, aggressive match. I, you know... it. I don't know, I don't know WrestleMania was a good, it was a good It was definitely a good for me, WrestleMania, overall There was nothing bad But for me, personally You know, there was not a lot of, like Moments, moments Yeah Kofi winning was a moment
1: I think Seth winning was a good moment
0: For me, it didn't really feel like a moment I think because it was such a short match Because, you know, it didn't have the pageantry behind it
1: Yeah, I guess you're right
0: Angle was not much of a moment for me. You yeah, know, it wasn't for me. It didn't really feel like moments. And maybe it's because I got a lot of stuff going on in my life. Of course, like I got move and everything. But you know, it, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I just, there wasn't. It didn't feel like there was a, like big big. There wasn't a, a lot, a whole lot of big big moments. Like last year felt like you know there was Daniel Bryan, there was the Ronda Rousey, there was. Other stuff probably.
1: <laughs> yeah. I uh-huh. guess what you mean. Um,
0: but we have to talk about the main event. Winners take all Becky Lynch defeats Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair.
1: That match was match was good. Uh ending was weird, obviously. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, felt like someone rolled the botch match ending on the randomizer.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it, but it was. I think it might have been the ref.
0: <laughs> so there are reports out, Mikey, about the ending of this match.
1: I heard Ronda broke her hand. Interesting. I did not hear that. Uh, I heard Ronda in the match suffer like broke her hand during that match. Like it's like a severe break. Um, and they don't know her return timetable right now.
0: Interesting. I did not know that at all. I didn't hear about that at all.
1: Yeah, that's what I've been seeing, is that Ronda broke her hand during that match. Um, so a lot of people were... Uh, some people were like, maybe that's why it ended early, and that's why it ended kind of weird, because they were trying to get Ronda out, because her hand was broken. Mm-hmm. Um, or it was just a botch.
0: <laughs> so I've heard a report. I'm trying to find it real quick, so that I can, you know, quote, quote it properly. So according to... Uh, at... Kolohu at Tom Kolohu. He's a freelance pro wrestling journalist, uh, contributor for PW Torch and fanside of DDT. Uh, according to him, he, you know, he has sources inside WWE, apparently. According to him, uh, Becky should have tapped out Charlotte Flair. Uh, quote, I've been told by different people in different positions within WWE that that was the plan. It sure looks like they, they just botched the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, accidents happen. The refs continue to count after kickout. He hasn't delayed between two and three like they were supposed to, and Becky didn't let go in time for Ronda to kick out.
1: So it was just kind of a mess on everyone's part,
0: which is very disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> if that is if that is true, if that is the case, that is very disappointing. That the women's match ends in a botch. That you know that it's their main event. That you know this match needed to be the greatest match. You know, the great that historic second- thing.
1: It was supposed to be that wrestle. It was supposed to be Becky's WrestleMania moment,
0: and it ended very weird. It was just like, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, she oh, won. Oh, she won now. Okay. Um. Yeah. If if it, it turns out that that was a bunch, if or Ronda's hand was broken, they were trying to figure out a way to end it. You know, I just
1: wish Ronda tapped out. I wish was Charlotte, I mean, blah, blah. I just wish Becky tapped out Ronda.
0: Yeah. Uh. There's you know there's reports also that like Ronda didn't want to lo- be submitted to Becky Lynch, which is bull. Which is because Rhonda,
1: if you're leaving anyway, at least put somebody over on your way out.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of uh, maybe thoughts circling around that Rhonda screwed Rhonda. Yep. That maybe that there's conspiracy theories saying that maybe this was a uh, this was uh, a plan that the ref was getting given orders.
1: And I thought maybe like. It was going to set up for Becky versus Ronda, like, one-on-one. Because it was going to be like, oh, her shoulders weren't really down. Did she actually win? And it was going to be that whole thing. And then it was going to be Becky versus Ronda, and that was it, you know? Like, have that 1v1 feud, have Becky beat her legitimately, and then have her leave and Becky move on to the champion. But But then her hand broke.
0: Yeah. If you don't look at this match as a conspiracy theory, as a botched match ending, and look at it like the surprise finish that it was... Um, it was a fine match. I thought it was a good match. Uh, I'll give it like a, you know a three point seven five, maybe.
1: Yeah. Someone also brought up a good point I saw on Reddit. I can't remember the user's name right now because I don't. I don't know where the comment is. But uh, they were like, "It the ending makes sense because Ronda, you're a great fighter and a great brawler. But at the end of the day, you gotta remember the rules of you like you gotta remember the rules of WWE. A pinfall, like like pinfall wins it. You know."
0: yeah that's a really great point and it comes out all you need is three seconds
1: yeah like all you gotta remember the rules all you need is three seconds and that that's what got ronda because she was too busy trying to fight everybody and becky's like well i can just pin you you know
0: plus if you look at it from sort of a storyline perspective if you look at it that this isn't a botch this was planned and this was supposed to happen look at this storyline perspective Charlotte Flair can e- easily re-challenge Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship or if she moves to Raw challenge for the Raw te- Women's Championship because she lost her title by not being pinned or submitted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and Ronda can, you know, fight again because uh she uh, although she lost it and the uh, and the uh rematch clause is no longer in existence. Um she i think Rhonda, as you know that as a prize finish i think she has reason to say i deserve another title shot yep so in, if you look at an app sort of perspective this if the goals of the writers were like i heard at one point were that they wanted to set uh, if becky lynch wins it they want to set it up so that becky lynch has a lot of potential challengers for the raw and smackdown live women's championships Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's the case, then they set that up with Ronda and Charlotte Flair perfectly. I think they did a perfect job setting that up. And I, you know, I think, you know, in the future we could see if Ronda's gone for a while with a hand injury or you, she wants to get pregnant, to have a child and, you know, however long she wants to stay out. If that's true, then I think perfect. Then Becky Lynch can run raw for a little bit until Ronda comes back. Um, yeah. She can lose SmackDown. Maybe we will find out on raw or SmackDown, That she relinquishes one title. I don't know. Or maybe she keeps both. I feel like the man would keep both. Yep. Um, And, yeah, I I thought, I think, you know, I think it served its purpose, I guess. But uh, the sad part about it is that I don't think it was as good as a match as it should have been.
1: I agree. Which I hate saying.
0: But I think there were better Also, this was a
1: terrible night for tables. Terrible man,
0: terrible night for tables. I think two ta- or three
1: didn't break. There was a ton of table spots where the table just didn't break. <laughs> it was like it time. was looking like uh, CCW or something.
0: Yes, 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 yes. The man is the table. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, this match w- could have been better and should have been better, and sadly, I think it was just, you know, it was good. It was, it was, a, it was still a good match i think it's just disappointing the fact that it wasn't a great match i agree because i think it needed to be a great match and if the match did end in a botch that's upsetting to me for many reasons one of which includes the first ever women's main event ending in a botch that's rough that's rough that's rough when's the if that's the case that maybe annoyed vince mcmahon do we when would we see another women's main event Mm-hmm. Could he be? We all know Vince McMahon could easily be
1: spiteful. But also, anyone can make that mistake, right? Like.
0: Yes, anyone can make a mistake. Anyone can make a botch. I mean, look at our universe. Drew McIntyre and Finn Balor match ended in a botch for the WWE Championship. Yeah. I mean.
1: I guess it's just the timing of the botch that's bad. Like, anybody can make that botch, but just like. During that moment. During the main
0: event, the closing moment of WrestleMania thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it could have, you know, could have been better maybe, but we got what we got, and I'm still happy about it. Despite all of that, Mikey, still a good match. Still a very, very good match. Yep. And it is not until next year when WrestleMania thirty six will take place on the waters on a pirate ship.
1: The ring is just on a pirate ship.
0: Honestly, honestly, Mikey, what if it was? When <laughs> they just send him out into the Tampa Bay. <laughs> yes, well, that is our paper review of TakeOver New York and WrestleMania 35. Again, Mikey, what would you think of these shows overall?
1: Uh, I thought it was amazing. Uh, Thoughts and prayers for Michael Cole's voice. And I hope he gets a fucking cough oh, drop. God. <laughs> Somebody give that man some... Warm tea, please. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think up and down. I thought this was a good WrestleMania. I think you know, like you said, like a lot of the fan favorites won. For me personally, Mikey, and I, you'll disagree with me, and maybe many of the fans would say it. I don't think it was one of the best WrestleManias ever.
1: I I mean that's that's your that's just like your opinion, man. Exactly, exactly. That is my opinion personally. I, I thought it. I thought it was. I guess because I I mean I guess I was a little bit biased cuz I like I had people over and I would like I don't know I feel like if I was watching it like by myself it might have been different but for me it was the experience of the whole WrestleMania that made it one of the best for me you know not just like the show itself but like everything else that's hap- that like let that like led up to it you know i guess
0: oh i completely agree i think you know I, you kind of have to watch these big pay-per-views with other people because it just makes it all better
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh and i think yeah i think i think you agree i think you know it's sort of that same thing about why uh i give cole and gargano a five stars because i wasn't personally involved it's that like you know it's on a personal preference you know i wasn't fully involved with that match so i didn't wasn't didn't fully fall in love with the match i i Uh, This WrestleMania 35 and have a group of people, new and old, that were wrestling fans with me that really like exude my enthusiasm, energy for the love of the sport. I was just sort of like analyzing it all and tweeting and stuff. Yeah, so maybe I distracted. I mean, and that's all personal stuff. And of course, opinions matter, Mikey.
1: Yeah, it does. I'm gonna be really, I'm gonna
0: be really aggressive about why opinions matter. Because if you don't think opinions matter, then you're a stupid idiot. I'll, I'll say it. If you if you believe or you think or whatever the crap that you think opinions don't matter, then you're dumb and whatever you and whatever you said is stupid because you think it's <laughs> but dumb. If,
1: but if their opinion is that opinions don't matter, then what?
0: Then it's stupid and dumb. <laughs> I'm a heel again.
1: But that's their opinion, Ryan. I'm a gonna be a heel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want that as a soundbite. You're
1: a your WrestleMania heel turn, Ryan. You've done
0: it. I wanna be I I wanna be that a soundbite. I want your soundbite to be Elias playing with himself and my soundbite being I'm a gonna be a heel. <laughs> that is all for this Wrestlemania paper review thank you all for joining us and thank you all for listening to takeover and Wrestlemania 35 I hope you all have your own stupid opinions uh, Mikey what do we got coming up down the pipeline for people of course paper views are not the only thing we do here Mikey
1: yeah we do plenty more we got we do our booking episodes we do we have our our uh our Superstar Shake Up episode coming up next week. Next
0: Tuesday is our Superstar Shakeup, Mikey. Oh yeah. That is we, we've already have it set up. Uh, we already, I wonder if I could pull up another thing and give give a potential draft guess about what could possibly happen. Yeah. Uh but what what else we got happening while I pull it out?
1: Well, after that we have after our uh, superstar shake up episode, we have we're back to our normal our normal booking. Of Tuesday Tuesdays on SmackDown every week, um, I yeah, and we're back to that right after our Superstar Shakeup. Once we find our new roster and get new people and lose some people, then we'll we'll get we'll start fresh.
0: Please stay subscribed if you like to leave a review on iTunes. Uh, anything? Follow us on Twitter, uh, Mikey. Am I forgetting anything else?
1: Um, I don't think so. Yes,
0: please subscribe and stay tuned. We got the shakeup next week and the continuation of our booking. We'll be going up to what? Backlash will be our next pay per view, I think. Yeah, I think so. Like either Backlash or TLC or something. I don't know. I gotta look that all. Is it Money in the Bank?
1: It might be Money in the Bank. Oh no, that's not a. Is that us? Uh, maybe. I want to say it's us.
0: I don't know. I I gotta look into it. Figure that out. Either way, I think we have a pay per view in between that. Anyways, we'll talk about that off mic, Mikey. Uh, until. Next Tuesday, Mikey, how do we close the show, Mikey?
1: You say have a nice day. Okay, cool. We'll say it it it
0: at the same time. Ready? Yeah. One, two, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. Uh, You do your impression of Vince McMahon, and I'll just, I'll see if I can, you know, I think, hold on. Hold on, there's someone knocking at the door. Let me go answer that real quick. (laughs) Hey y'all, it's me. It's AJ Styles. <laughs> I, I, I walked. In, I was in the crawl space upstairs. I was eating a Georgian peach, and I'm here to oh, close out this paper. Here. I was looking you. for somebody
1: to punch me in the face.
0: I've, oh, what'd you say, Vince? I was talking about my 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 pit bull.
1: I want you to punch me in the face, AJ.
0: Uh, Vince, I'm not sure if you want me to do Get that. Get angry. Uh, I got I got this beef wrap. If you want that instead.
1: Oh, thank goodness. I was hungry.
0: I was in the crawl space earlier today, and there was a beef wrap lying around. I guess on three, Vince will uh, close out the show for Mikey and Ryan. Is that okay, Vince? Yeah, it sounds great. Okay, cool. Earth is flat. One, two, three. Have, Have a nice, nice day. day, Peaches.
1: Don't
0: tell me, oh! Oh my God! You will go one on one with the Undertaker. Was that a good pin? What the fuck did we just do?
1: Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> 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 I'm done recording. I'm done. I'm d-